Hi, this is Robin Sharma, author of The Leader Who Had No Title, founder of the Titan Academy, and welcome to this mastery session. If you are an entrepreneur, if you are a business builder, if you are an empire maker, then fasten your seatbelts because you're going to love this episode. It's called What Makes a World-Class Company? Now, I've been boots on the ground in many countries across the planet for going into my third decade. Our clients include the Coca-Cola Company, Tom's Shoes, Microsoft, Nike, IBM, Starbucks, Oracle, NASA, Yale University, and I could just go on and on. The larger point is simply this. What you're going to learn and what I'd love to walk you through and deconstruct in this episode doesn't come from a few books I've read or a few conversations I've had. It comes from my work with the best companies on the planet and me privately coaching for over two decades a lot of the billionaires that you read about in the famous magazines and the people I've worked with in my private coaching circle called IconX. And finally, the people who come to the Titan Summit every year, which include billionaires, sports superstars, filmmakers, and some of the most successful people on the planet. The first thing that makes a world-class company is a mighty mission. I wrote a book many years ago called Leadership Wisdom from the Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And one of the first chapters in there was Link Paycheck to Purpose, Find Your Compelling Cause. So the larger point is simply this. Clarity breeds mastery. If you look at Nike, one of our clients, they literally know exactly what needs to happen for the next many, many years so that they can strip away complexity and focus on clarity. Confucius said it even more elegantly than I ever could when he said, man who chases two rabbits catches neither. Another key insight on this first point about a mighty mission what makes a great company is less about your good opportunities and a lot more about you having the bravery and discipline to say no to your many good opportunities. What destroys a great company is actually opportunity bloating, too many good opportunities. So literally, you diffuse your team's bandwidth and you get distracted. And you see with so many companies right now, they sort of found their sweet pocket and they were absolutely winning in their marketplace. And they decided to go, hmm, we've got this app that is really changing the game and owning the marketplace. Let's get into food delivery. Let's get into this. Let's get into that. It happened to General Electric as well. And you probably know they decided at one point, if we can't be one or two in any market, we're gonna get out of that market. That's the key point I'm trying to make. Know your mighty mission, know your monomaniacal focus, and then have the discipline to say no to everything else so you can lock and load on your finest opportunity to completely change the game. Number two, what makes a world-class company is what I teach at my live events in a model called Your Team of Picassos. And I must tell you, this model alone has created empires for many of my clients. Bill Gates was asked what was the winning formula of Microsoft when Microsoft was really the heavyweight champion of their industry. I think they're a little lost right now, but the larger point again is he replied with this. What made Microsoft, Microsoft was not our software. What made Microsoft, Microsoft was our hiring. 
I just want to suggest to you the second point or trait of a world-class company is their ability to hire A players. Here is the brain tattoo I want you to absolutely hardwire in to your business philosophy as a leader. You cannot build an A-level company with C-level talent. If your company is not winning in your field right now, you likely have weaknesses in your hiring. Don't just hire people because it's the easiest move to make. A lot of companies spend very little time on hiring and then most of their time managing their hiring mistakes. And you know, if you're building a business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a manager, if you're a CEO, like a lot of the people who watch these mastery sessions and come to my live events, you know I'm speaking truth here. So you really want to nail your hiring. You really want to have a deeply rigorous hiring process so you vet your talent because we all know this, most job interviews are a meeting of two liars. People are going to tell you exactly what you want to hear in the job interview. You want to go a lot deeper. One of my friends was a CEO of a very well-known company, and he said, you know what I used to do? I would personally call the company that the job candidate came from And then I would accidentally or purposely press different extension numbers to talk to someone that wasn't the reference that the candidate gave to me. And here's what I do. Once I got someone live, I would say, did you know so-and-so? What were they like? Oh, interesting. How would you describe them? Et cetera. Because your job candidates are going to give you the references who are just going to sing their praises. You want to talk to people who have worked with that person who are not on their list on their CV. So the second trait of a world-class company is they create a team of Picassos, literally related to hiring great people. Okay, absolutely A-level players. And we could deconstruct what is an A-level player. This is not the episode to do it, but definitely you want to hire on character, not on experience. You want to hire people who just can't sleep at night if details are not done, if they're in a role where details are important. You want to hire people who just love working. Some of my best teammates were raised on the farm. So getting up early, working really hard, outworking everyone around them is just their nature. You want to hire people who would never take a coin from someone that they did not earn. So they are impeccably honest. You want to hire people in their free time. One of the great hiring questions is, What was the last challenge that you faced? Why did you do it? And what was your strategy? And what was your result? And if they say, well, you know what? I just decided to run a marathon. I just decided to read a very difficult book. I just learned Chinese. You know, whatever it is, you want to hire people who love to grow. The people who work best in the companies that I've built are just people who naturally are curious and they love to learn. The people who do not fit in our culture are people who are very resistant to learning and growing and optimizing. So hire Picassos. And then once you have them at your company, here's another mission critical point that world-class companies and the best ones I've worked with absolutely get right. They want to make sure that not only do they have the best talent, but the best talent is in the right role. That's a really key point. You might hire someone for marketing and they've got all the character traits and the personality traits and they're brilliant and they're hardworking, but they really want to be in another role. 
Okay, so the larger point, number two, traits of world-class companies, hire your team of Picassos. So you literally have a SWAT team, a Navy SEAL-like team of people who can execute flawlessly, relentlessly, excellently around trait number one, which is your mighty mission. That brings us to trait number three. You want to, if you want to have a world-class company, release only magic. Another way I could put it, only release Sistine Chapel ceiling level products to the world. Steve Jobs said it beautifully. He said, I wanted the icons on the iPhone to be so beautiful, people would want to lick the screen. I had a senior leader show up at one of my leadership events and he said, you know, Robin, Steve Jobs was like that. I actually went to his house and met him shortly before he died and he didn't look very well, but he didn't want to talk about his physical condition. He just wanted to talk about the product we were launching. He was so monomaniacally focused on the user experience. He literally wanted everything to be flawless. That was Steve Jobs' brilliance and obsession. I saw an incredible interview with Johnny Ive by Charlie Rose. And in that, Johnny Ive, who you know is the design genius behind a lot of the Apple products, he said, you know, I knew Steve Jobs and I were spiritual brothers when we were in a a store one day. And Steve Jobs said to me, he goes, hey, come on over, Johnny, you got to see this. And I believe from the interview, I believe this is what they said, but they were looking at an arrow. And Steve Jobs said, look at how the sharp point of the arrow is attached to this part and look how seamless it is and look at the engineering and I wonder how they did that. And Johnny Ive said Steve Jobs was just in the pocket of the engineering and beauty behind that piece of artistry they were looking at. So point number three or trait number three of a world-class company, they only put out pure poetry. Now, this is what I call a gargantuan competitive advantage for your organization because we live in a world of superficiality. We live in a world of people looking for quick cash versus saying, how can we spend many years getting one product right so literally it blows people's minds? You know what? Here's what Steve Jobs learned in the wilderness when he was out at Pixar, when he was kicked out of Apple. He learned that Pixar spent three years per movie. Toy Story changed the game because they spent three years on it at Pixar. And then the way Pixar worked was they spent another three years on the next animated movie. And so when he went back to Apple, he brought that mindset and philosophy to Apple. And you know about the famous meeting where when Steve Jobs came back to Apple, they were literally 90 days away from bankruptcy. And in a famous meeting, he literally got all of the products Apple had, you know, peripherals and this and printers and computers. And he said, let's strip away all of this complexity and let's focus on one primary product, which was the iMac. That's really what brought Apple back to life. And then it was every three years, a new product, the iMac, and then the iPod, and then the iPad, and then the iPhone. It was that monomaniacal focus and obsessiveness over a long period of time that brought Apple to world-class once again, okay? And then trait number four, world-class user experience. A lot of our clients and a lot of the companies I've worked with 
exponentially growing technology companies. And these tech companies use a term called user experience. And if you look at a lot of the social media apps, they're constantly innovating to make your interface and your user experience more friendly. And that was one of the beautiful things about Apple, again, under Steve Jobs. He was so fanatical about the user experience. So you look at a lot of these social apps and they're constantly improving the colors, the usability, they make it easier, they make it more intuitive. That's a key word. See, your job as a business builder and empire creator is to bring on products to your marketplace that your base fall in love with. See, your job is really to create what I call a global base of fanatical followers who would not dream of doing business with anyone other than you. Part of the way you can do it is to bring on products so beautiful, so wow, that people fall in love with them. They create a cult around your products. Trait number five of world-class companies, the best companies I work with, what I call full-on human connection. Another gargantuan competitive advantage for you to literally achieve industry dominance. That's a great word I want you to be thinking about every single day and share with your team. Industry dominance. It's a great opportunity because most organizations have lost the human connection right now. You go into a lot of cafes. You go into a lot of stores. You walk into a hotel. Very often you walk into a hotel or you're a restaurant and the person who is at the front of the house doesn't even look at you in the eye anymore. They don't even smile anymore. They don't even acknowledge you anymore. The person who is at the front of your shop should be masterful and they don't need training. You want to hire again. Hire people who love people. A lot of times I will go into a restaurant or a hotel and I will wonder, why are you in the hospitality business when it's obvious you don't even like human beings? So hire people who naturally love people, who naturally smile when they see another human being, who want to engage, who are in their hearts, who have high emotional IQ, who look people in the eye, who love to bring people into their restaurant, who love their food. So the point I'm trying to make to you on trait number five is your organization absolutely must, if you want to win in today's marketplace, have people at the front of the house and your user experience where there's a full-on human connection. You know what? There's a lot of people on the planet right now, they're very lonely. And that, you see it, you know, you walk into a lot of restaurants, there's a lot of people eating alone. There's a lot of people in relationships who are still very lonely. There are a lot of people who are longing for belonging. One of the most important insights in this episode, people in your marketplace are longing for belonging. One of our clients, as I mentioned, is Starbucks. The whole idea behind Starbucks, Howard Schultz's vision, third place, you have work, you have home. And his vision was, let's create a space in every Starbucks where people feel a sense of community and belonging. What a great opportunity for you and your business. Here's the question. If I was coaching you one-on-one -on -one or working with your team, I would say, how can your products, how can your culture, how can your branding create a sense of humanity and feed the need that people have across the planet for belonging and connection?
That's why f- at football matches, 50,000 people, 100,000 people show up. They have the face paint. They're so viscerally connected to the sports team. They wear the jerseys. They wear those strange hats that you see on the jumbotrons. Yeah, yeah. You know, those people have such passion because their identification with the sports team fills their human need, their psychological aching for belonging big idea for you to own your field. I wish we had more time to deconstruct. I'm getting very well known across the planet for my deconstructions that I do at my live events and in my one-on-one coaching. Deconstruct the need of your marketplace for belonging and how you can fill that need at every level of the value chain. Your peers in your marketplace aren't even thinking like this. You will be undefeatable if you do this exercise, and more importantly, execute on it, because ideation without execution is utter delusion. What makes a leader and a SWAT team of implementers is taking a great idea, and hopefully I've offered you already 10 or 15 great ideas to scale your business to world class, but ideas alone are worthless. What made Facebook, Facebook, Amazon, Amazon, Nike, or Under Armour, what makes a great company great is not the idea, but it's the daily execution and implementation and iteration and relentless optimization around the idea until the company is seen as a world-class company. Okay, trait number six of a world-class company. Again, I wish we could spend an hour on this one. Protect the brand. Under Armour really gets it, protecting the brand. I was in the Soho flagship shop of Under Armour on the past weekend. And if you walk into the Soho shop, it's right on the corner of uh, Broadway and Prince, and you walk in there, and to the left of the entrance, you'll see a shield on the wall, and they'll say something like this, we built this company, and now everyone is trying to knock us off and copy us, because here's a key point, everyone copies the best, because they don't have the bravery, or the game, or the creativity, or the ingenuity, or the originality for them to create world-class output. So it's a lot easier to see what the best person in the market is doing and just copy them. But here's the key. One of the DNAs of legendary is originality. If you and your company is copying the people who are dominating your industry, if that's the way you play, you're never going to win. It's only the organizations and leaders that have the discipline and guts to bring on new value to the marketplace that disrupts the status quo that will rise to world class. That's why Lady Gaga became Lady Gaga. That's why Under Armour created this new breathable fabric that athletes loved, so they became a multi-billion dollar company and really frightened the industry giant Nike. What made Nike great was Bill Bowerman's waffle sole that he made with a waffle iron when he was the track team coach, I think, in Oregon. So the key point is simply this. If you walk into the Under Armour store, you're going to see something that says, protect this house. That's what it says. You know, we built this company. People are trying to knock us off. Protect the house. What a great company does is they protect the house. I remember Jeffrey Immelt over at General Electric, one of our clients. I remember a key thing that I learned from him. He says, protect the enterprise. 
And so your organization make it another dominant obsession because an obsession is only unhealthy. If it's an unhealthy obsession, please understand what makes a great brand. Study the great brands and then protect your house, protect your brands. Look at the imaging online. Make sure everything is flawless. Look at the user experience. Look at the languaging of your products or on your website or in your marketing materials. Are you protecting the brand? Because here's the key. If you are not checking this like a hawk, some of your teammates might not get it and they might start the gradual descent into obsolescence. I call it mediocrity creep. And I teach this at the Titan Summit and in my one-on-one -on -one coaching and in Icon X. You've got to be careful about mediocrity creep. Sloppy languaging, sloppy logos, sloppy products, sloppy imaging. That's why the greatest leaders that I've worked with and coached one-on-one -on -one are absolute fanatics about OAD, obsessive attention to detail because it's a pretty slippery slope from world-class into irrelevance. And it starts with mediocrity creep. The bathrooms are a little dirty. The logos are a little sloppy. The images are really not calibrated. The products are a little bit off. You lose the old magic that made your company great. And if you really are a business builder, an entrepreneur, a top manager, a CEO, you know exactly what I'm speaking about. And the model I teach at the Titan Summit is the Titan's decline. And I talk about the broken windows philosophy that happened in one of the boroughs of New York City. And it started off with a few broken windows and the neighbors really didn't care because it was just a few broken windows, a little mediocrity, it seemed innocuous. And then because there were broken windows, people started leaving dirt and trash out on their yards. But that was okay because that didn't really matter very much. And then the crime started, you know, petty crime increased a little bit, but that's okay. It's just, it's small little mediocrity creep and it increased to violent crimes and the thing just fell apart. And that's what could happen to your company or probably is happening to your company right now, unless you are impeccable about protecting the brand and protecting the magic that made your company great. You know what? It's very hard to get to world-class. It's even harder to build a legendary enterprise. Okay, and then number seven, I guess that's number seven, the seventh trait of a world-class company is relentless iteration and optimization. The acronym that I teach is NSI, never stop improving. And it's related to the point I just made, you know, the mediocrity creep. You absolutely want to be on fire to leave everything you and your team touches better than you found it. And you know, this is where you're going to actually have to fight your psychology and your neurobiology because the very nature of a human brain and a human being is to stay in a steady state. And so to be a disruptor in your marketplace, to consistently say, I now have mastered the rules, so I am able to break the rules, to have a product that is so good that it makes people cry when they experience it. And then to say, that's great, but like a great athlete, yesterday's championship performance is today's starting point, takes a terrifying amount of courage. And that's why so few people are iconic. So I'm just challenging you with great love and respect every single day. And this is what makes an icon. 
This is what makes a legendary leader every single day. Never mail it in. Always bring it on. They say this in the entertainment industry. You know what? You jumped the shark. Remember the happy days? Years ago, top show, happy days. But they lost their game. They stopped innovating. They stopped optimizing. Everyone was watching happy days. They started resting on their laurels. They experienced the titan's decline. They lost their magic. They started losing market share. People stopped watching it. And then what happened one day? The cool, edgy guy, Fonzie. Hey, I'm the Fonz. What happened to him? He literally started diluting the character. Arthur Fonzarelli. He literally started diluting that edgy character. And what happened? In one episode, at the very end of its run, Fonzie jumped the series of sharks. And now in the entertainment industry, they'll say, huh, you know that show that was so amazing and calibrated and edgy and genius? Yeah, they've jumped the shark. How about fashion brands? They used to be cool or brilliant. Jump the shark. How about a lot of apparel companies? Jump the shark. How about a lot of technology companies, apps that you love? Jump the shark. How about your favorite restaurant five years ago? Jump the shark. They used to have magic. They lost the game. Key point. If you are an empire maker, relentless iteration and optimization. So you constantly fight irrelevance and stay at the top of your league not for a window of opportunity of a year, but for decades and even better generations. Okay, I hope you have loved the insights I've offered to you with great love and respect. And I hope you feel the fire because this is a really transformational episode if you are a world builder, empire maker, and a CEO, or someone leading or growing a company. If you found great value, if I've done my job in this episode, here's all I ask. Please share this episode with your team. Please share this episode with your favorite customers. Please share this episode with three friends over the next 60 minutes so we spread this message. Number two, a lot of people ask me, Robin, we want to come to your live events where you teach this information, but a hundred times deeper, especially the Titan Summit and my other live events, or IconX, which is my exclusive private coaching session for empire makers and history creators. If you're interested in coming to my live events, I'd love to have you in the room. You will be transformed. You will get world-class information. All the details are over at robinsharma.com. A lot of people ask me, Robin, could you mention the details? robinsharma.com is where you're going to get all the information. Or you could go over to the Titan Summit. Com. We've been running that event for many years. Richard Branson has been in the room. Shaq has been in the room. The co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, I interviewed him from the stage at one of the last Titan Summits. So this is the real deal. If you're looking for a live event that will totally transform the way you grow your company, act as a leader, perform as an epic producer, and live out the rest of your life, you definitely want to be in the room at the Titan Summit. Finally, if you like what you've heard, and you really want me to coach you every single month online because you can't make it to a live event, which is no problem. I'd love to be your coach if it feels right to you. I'd love to be your mentor because every great athlete, every superstar has a coach and mentor. Just go over to robinsharmanation.com or robinsharma.com and look for the information on Robin Sharma Nation, my monthly coaching program where I work with you to help you become an empire maker, a history creator, and live a life that is legendary, okay? More than anything else, this is your time 
Now is your turn. Go be great. Hi, this is Robin Sharma. I hope you received great value from this mastery session. If you'd like to receive potent training videos, blog posts, learning tools, and information on my two live events, Personal Mastery Academy, and my flagship four-day experience, the Titan Summit, go ahead and visit robinsharma.com.